Very proud to be joined right now by uh, a longtime friend and the executive producer of 12 Mighty Orphans, a, uh, a film coming out, premiering in Texas this Friday. It is Ryan Ross. Ryan, uh, welcome to the program, and congratulations on the, uh, on the new movie, man. Cannot wait to see this thing. Hey, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Good to you hear you, your voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. Uh, it's fun, man. We've been talking for a long time, and uh, we uh, we go all the way back to boy. Your grandparents have Kaufman ties where I'm from, and then I knew you right. in high school, and now we've watched you grow into a Hollywood producer. And uh, <laughs> I would say you don't just that doesn't happen overnight, Ryan. That becoming uh, successful in Hollywood as you have been, and you've done your own movie and and all of that comes with i i would say a lot of um taking care of people on the set having to, to do all sorts of odd jobs i mean it it was um i, I you you i would say you paid your dues didn't you i i definitely did yeah um you know grew up in dallas and went to school at ut and did the film school down there and got the opportunity to work on a couple link ladder films which was um just just an awesome experience um, and then, yeah, moved out to uh, L.A. and got in with Imagine Entertainment and got to work for Ron Howard and Brian Grazer's company and really learned the world of de- development. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a wild ride. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's been fun uh, to watch and keep up with you over the years. And, uh, and one of the films you did, actually, um, uh, my, my wife was involved in, in that film, and I think she played yeah. – uh, she played a small town, and she's a big city girl uh, like yourself, you being a big city guy. So she had right. to kind of tap into some of my small town roots. But uh, I <laughs> love that part of part of your movie, Wheeler, and for people that haven't seen that, you can stream that and find that. It's called Wheeler, W-H-E-E-L-E-R. But, Ryan, one of the, one of the um, joys of that film was that uh, you secured Chris Christopherson to be in that film, and and I I would say that had to be a uh, quite a humbling and and uh, a, a neat moment for you as the director and writer of that film to suddenly be uh, to have Chris Christopherson on your set. Absolutely, you know it was. I mean, just to have him in in the scene was was incredible. Um, and Chris and his wife Lisa, when when we uh, secured him to, to do the role, uh, we sent him the script and and they called back and. Um, Lisa said, uh, "Chris wants to do a song. Is that okay?" And we said, "Absolutely." So we uh, we only we only asked him just to be himself in a scene and uh, just have you know some dialogue. But uh, he wanted to to sing a song, and it was very fitting. A great song called "New Mister Me," and uh, he allowed us to to use that in the film and the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris is just a legend, and um, yeah, what an amazing opportunity that uh, we got to have him. In our small film, but yeah, Mer- yeah. Meredith was uh, was great uh, as kind of a, a past boyfriend of Wheeler. Um, mm-hmm. That um, she she had some some great lines. I think you you gave her um, <laughs> just local Kaufman uh, lure, and uh, so that was yeah, she was amazing in that in that film. Well, that's uh, I, she really enjoyed that, and that's uh, it's a fun deal. Now, um, this film that you have really been involved with from day one 12 mighty orphans um 
Take us back a little bit. Of, it was written, The book was written by Jim Dent, a guy I know and a famous sports writer uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then he became, he did Junction Boys. He's done several books. Did you, uh, did somebody say, hey, Ryan, you ought to read this book? Or did you just kind of, uh, you read it and immediately think, man, this could be a good movie? How did, how did this all come about uh, right at the start? Yes, yeah, so the book was released in 2007, and prior to the, the release, my best friend, Matt Barr, uh, who's an actor, and uh, his father, uh, Mike Barr, was a football player at Purdue, then coach, then actually coached at SMU, uh, Pony Express, and was, um, was there for all that. He, he actually read this article and sent it to Matt and, and me and, was, and said, oh, this would make a great movie. We should, you guys should look into this, and... I remember getting a. I think he sent me a, a copy of the book and read it and was like, "Wow, you're Mike." And he was already kind of looking uh, for ways to track down Jim Dent, and uh, I, I helped out with just uh, some Hollywood connections that we were able to get to his agent. And yeah, so we we were the first ones to to get our hands on it back in 2007. So it's uh, it's been a, a long process. I've um, can only imagine how excited we are uh, that it's it's finally coming out 2021 better late than never <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know it's just an amazing story and um and for folks that aren't totally um uh, give us a little background on the, the lead character of this is the coach of this uh of, of these orphans and, and luke wilson plays that part i know you've met luke over the years and so that had to be really cool to to have him casted as this coach. But I mean that's a fascinating part of the story. How did this coach that Luke Wilson played? How did he end up uh, at that at that school? You know, because that, that's just such an interesting part of it. And then to get that team to become one of the top teams in the state of Texas, I, I just uh, it, it it sounds almost Hollywood made up. Um, but the truth is, uh, it is mo- almost everything you see on film all actually happened. Right. You know, ours focuses on the, the 1938 season. Um, we kind of compile um, a few storylines that happened um, in Rusty Russell's reign. So Rusty Russell was, um, was an amazing coach in the Texas uh, Sports Hall of Fame, but he, was, it, he left a, a great job at, uh, in Temple. Um, I think he took them uh, pretty far in the playoffs, um, but he was recommended for this uh, for this coaching job. But it was also um, a teaching job at the Masonic Home um, Orphanage in Fort Worth, and um, he and his wife moved there with their newborn daughter Betty. Um, they, they showed up about 1929, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, he he showed up, and they basically had nothing. They didn't have a football, a field anything and he started this team from scratch um and through the support of the masons um uh were able to to field the team and and he really um what was cool is that he's kind of the founder of the spread offense and uh he basically said okay we're going to be going up against these big class a high schools like Pauly and uh, eventually amarillo um, in the state finals, you know, we, we got to be in, inventive. We got to <laughs> come, you know, come up with some some new plays. And so he, he pretty much, because of their size and their speed, um, being small but being very fast, um, 
he started uh, the spread offense. And uh, a lot of opposing coaches <laughs> objected. Um, but uh, at that time, there was you know, no rules about that you couldn't do what he was doing. Um, and just got really inventive. And, uh, and these, these kids ended up um, kind of dominating uh, Texas high school football, um, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Um, so, yeah, just a, an incredible true story. And, and what's amazing about it, Matt, is that we all love sports movies, uh, but this is definitely a sports movie, but it's a human interest story at the heart uh, of it all. And, you know, if you really kind of look at the orphans and a lot of those orphans didn't just have their parents, you know, deceased. Um, a lot of them were, had been abandoned. Um, and what you find out in our film is that Rusty Russell was also an orphan. He, he was abandoned. And so that's one of the, the main storylines that my team, as we were developing it, we found out that the, the book doesn't go into Rusty Russell uh, being an orphan or abandoned by his family. And so that was just something that we really wanted to focus on, um, uh, showing that, you know, these kids that they have the potential to be um, anyone they want to be. And he and his wife uh, just were absolutely incredible. The curriculum that they introduced into the school and, you know, had these kids reading and writing, um, doing math. And if you look at the numbers um, of you know, success stories that came out of uh, the home, which it was called, the, you know, the orphanage called the home, um, it's just remarkable at what the, they were able, able to accomplish. And, um, and they really just became a, a family um, so much so that, you know, if, a couple of times a, a parent would show up wanting to, you know, reconnect with their child and, you know, potentially take them to come back, back and live. And most of the time the orphans would say I'm home. Um, so the, what they created there was just something special, um, incredibly special. So, yeah, you know, so, yeah. It, it's uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, premiere is Friday in Texas. Y'all had, a special premiere in Fort Worth at an old theater that's been renovated. You told me the name of it, which is kind of unfortunate, <laughs> at the ISIS Theater. <laughs> so, the ISIS uh, Theater, like, yeah, it was a little interesting, yeah. but beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, right there in Cowtown, right there in the stockyards, I guess, is uh, yep. where this was. And, and what do you think? I mean, Martin Sheen and Robert Duvall are in this thing. Do you think this thing was uh, – I mean, I, I'm just, uh, I, it's, it's fascinating. It, you think it was just the power of this story that drew such enormous names to it? I mean, this is, we're talking about, I mean, Ryan, my wife, uh, Meredith, you know her. She she still watches West Wing episodes like nightly. I mean, I, 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 I mean, if she got to meet Martin Sheen, I, I, it'd be all over. I mean, he is, it's like her president, you know, it's like she stays out of current right. politics. But she liked the right. Martin Sheen. She liked that one, and so to have him at age eighty, and then I think uh, Robert Duvall is ninety. I think I read that. Um, what, yeah. what do you? How how does that even work? Does somebody just pitch that to them, and they say, "Man, that sounds like a really cool story." I mean, I, it's just remarkable to get such huge, legendary names like that. Yeah, you know, it's we were real lucky. I, I think the story does speak for itself. I think when you pitch. You know, the basic idea or premise of what it is, people can't believe it usually. Um, but once they kind of study it 
Um, they're just so eager to learn more um, and be a part of it if they can. I know that when we were first doing it, Robert Duvall was always our first choice for the role of Doc Hall. And as time went on and you know, people get a little older and schedules get busier, um, he wasn't able to, to play uh, Doc Hall. Martin Sheen was absolutely incredible. And I was just reading an interview that he did um, recently, and he said that it was one of the greatest experiences of his career. Um, so that was just really incredible. Um, to get to Duvall, actually, I, I'm not exactly all the in, ins and outs of it, but I know that um, uh, Rooster McConaughey, who's Matt's older brother, he plays Pop Boone, um, the the journalist in the film. And I know that Rooster and Duvall have a connection, and I think he was kind of influential in, in kind of getting Duvall to do this, uh, to do this role. And, uh, we, we basically kind of came up with a role for Duvall, uh, after Martin signed on to play Doc Hall. Oh man, Duvall wants to do something. Let's just write him in. So he, he ends up playing Mason Hawk, this, this Mason who basically <laughs> kind of helps the orphans, uh, get established and, um, kind of like their, their top Mason sponsor almost. And, He's at the first game and just a scene that kind of melts your heart. Um, it's I had to pinch myself a couple of times <laughs> uh, just looking at on set and just seeing all these legends. Um, you know, here in this film in Fort Worth, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, you made me. I, I laugh thinking about you talking about writing characters in, and I, I'm just imagining. Jim Dent, who I've known for many years, I would think as an author, I'm sure anytime he hears something, something's written in or changed, I bet he reacts really well to it. But we won't get into that. Uh, yeah, but, um, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of my Jim Dent stories are probably best for off the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people's are. But, uh, but exactly. Jim's, Jim's done a lot of, he's had a lot of incredible um, stories over the years in uh and my dad and I both know him pretty well, and, and, and like Jim. But yeah, he is uh, he is quite a character, and he's been through a lot. In fact, there, I'm trying to think if they're going to do another Enron movie or something. Like Jim could figure into his own movie about his life, right. but we'll, why don't we hold right. off on that for now? Um, right. Okay, so Pete, can folks in Central Texas? It's funny, Rusty Russell, you just said it. The coach is from came from Temple, and that's a big part of our listening audience. Like, where can folks in Central Texas, you went to uh, you went to University of Texas, so obviously people in Austin will be excited to know, will this be kind of a wide release in Texas Friday? Will it be, I mean, we're just now getting theaters open again, so it's kind of hard to know what's open and what's not open. How can you help us on that one? Where can we, where can we see the film? Yeah, you know, check your local list listings as far as theaters um i yeah texas this uh this friday june 11th uh, lots of theaters I'm, I'm not exactly sure all the cities um but if it's not in your city hold on another week and june 18th it's nationwide and uh sony pictures classics are doing the release and they've kind of already promised us that if it if it does well and they seems like the numbers are are staying steady that they'll continue to add theaters and add new locations um, but, um, yeah, I don't know exactly the specifics, but yeah, I think June 11th, this, this Friday, it should be in, in most, uh, okay. kind of major theaters, uh, around the state. 
All right. I want you to play it in the Hippodrome in downtown Waco. I'm, I'm going to give you all these places. <laughs> I, what could go wrong okay. since you debuted it at, at the ISIS Theater? I, I think everything <laughs> right. will be fine. You'll just roll this right. thing out. All right. Well, listen, you're, you're on vacation. You've taken some time away to be with us. Really appreciate it. Tell your family I said hi. And, you know, I a will. couple of times in the past, our vacations uh, in that uh, 30A area have synced up. This one, sadly, we're going to be about a month behind you. But uh, I know. tell everybody I, I, I said I, hey. I heard that, yeah. the, uh, heard that the, the Red Bar is back open over in Grayton. I, I thought yeah. about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, I think you I met they, my they buddy. They re- redone uh, after the fire, so. Yeah, that's where you met Elmore, and I think um, I think we were uh, – it is. We'll have to go try that out for sure when we get there. So scout it out. Yeah. Make sure it's uh, back up on its feet and everything. And, uh, Ryan, congratulations, man. You've been after this for a long time, and to see this thing to come to fruition, uh, I mean, you are you are the guys, you and your, your two partner, you mentioned the bars. I mean, you all got this thing rolling. Um, and and uh, just uh, congratulations, and just know how excited we are to, to see the film. Hey, thanks so much, Matt. It means so much that uh got to spend a little time talking to you. You bet. There he goes. Ryan Ross, executive uh, producer.